and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks. Yes, it is I, Howard H. Smith. I am back and I'm talking bollocks in your ears. I am the host of this podcast. I am the lead singer in UK thrash band Acid Rain. I do stand up as well as the character Keith Platt. You can find all of that and all of me all over social media. Um, there's a few more podcasts, the Motorcast, the official Motorhead podcast. There's also... Uh, the reducer which I do with um, two comedy writing friends so yeah there's there's a lot going on and of course as always sign up to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith and join in the fun join in the party you get a live zoom podcast every month one that never gets broadcast so it's you know it's just us you get a radio show, you get um, classic album breakdowns, you get all news first, and you get a chance to put your questions to the interviewees. Um, now, I didn't manage to squeeze anyone into this particular one because uh, we talked for so long and we have a tendency to just sort of go off on tangents. So there you go. And that is myself and Knox Colby of Enforced, as I'm share, share, as I'm sure you are already aware from the description of the podcast. Anywho, that's all that done. How do we normally start the podcast? Well, it starts with the news. And none of it's really good, is it? Because as I sit here, as I'm recording this, it is only a few days since the passing nay, the death of uh, Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. Um, really, really sad, this one. And uh, you can tell just from the, just from the kind of like the, the response of, of everybody, including, you know, not people specifically in the metal community, just everybody just seems to be amazed and blown away by this. Um, drugs do seem to have played a, a role in it. Not sure, quite sure how at the moment, so I don't want to speculate that, but it does it does look so. <coughs> Which is disappointing again, because, you know, you always think, well, so that was preventable. Um, but hey, I, I, I don't want to um, jump to conclusions, but what I am going to say is, I watched the Foo Fighters movie Studio 666 the other day, and it's it's no work of art, it's not brilliant. But I tell you what, it's not bad. And it's certainly worth a watch. And do you know who's really great in it? Yeah, that's right. Taylor Hawkins. I read an interview with... Um, sorry, I listened to an interview with uh, Dave Grohl fairly recently where he said that um, Taylor agreed to be in the movie but he refused to act. And they were like, what do you mean? And he said, well, I'm not learning any lines. I'll just I'll just say what I, what I would not... You know, what I would say... I'm not going to learn lines. There's no point you know, somebody writing lines for me to make me sound like me when I already sound like me. I'm a drummer, man. I, you know, I'll improvise. And Dave Grohl said, so that's what he did. And he's come out of it really well. And I'm, you know, really proud of him. Really ballsy move. And um, and now he's not around anymore. It's a real fucking shame. It really, really is. And um, I enjoyed his contribution to um, Count Me In, the Netflix um, documentary on drumming, which was just superb i really really enjoyed that and um yeah you know it's um it's just sad isn't it it's just sad and speaking of somebody who's 52 and the guy who's 50 it's yes there is obviously that uh oh uh you know could be you but also there's the 
wow, that is just too young. That really is. Um, not that 50 is particularly young. You, we've all you know, lost people a lot younger, but man. Yeah, I know. Anyway, moving on. Not exactly uplifting. Um, for those of you that know, um, Acid Rain parties, that's the, the band I sing in. Um, we parted ways with longtime guitarist Paul this week. Um, which was really, um, really tough and, and still is, to be honest. I mean, I've known Paul for 30 years, over 30 years. He's a friend of mine. Um, so the complexities of, of this, um, have been, yeah, are, are, are tough, are really tough. And the funny thing is I have spoken to quite a few people, including patrons, by the way, if you were signed up a patron, we would have been talking about this the other day. Um, on Zoom, and and you know what I what I got, and I and I'm I'm going to try and say this as nicely as possible, and sort of clue you with. Let get to the point, Howard. The point I'm going to make is all of the stuff that people that you that you read in magazines, you know, media suggestions like, oh, um, you know, was it was it this or was it that or did something happen here or did something happen there, um. And the answer is none, no, none of that. Um, like any relationship, when you've been together a long time, um, things build up and invariably there's no one thing. Um, and um, yeah, we just, we, just, we just felt it was best to go our separate ways. And um, I'm still gutted about it and... I, I still can't really get my head around it because, I mean, you know, this it started with just Paul and I um, and Mac at the very beginning. Sorry about that. That was really annoying. That I hate it when that happens on podcasts. I'm going to try and get rid of that. Anyway, it's just one of those things. Um, there's just a lot of um, stuff that goes that goes on in a band. There really is, right? Um, and just, just the, you know, the, the, the personal relationships, all the stuff that you've got to, you've got to do in a band, it, it all puts pressure on everybody. Um, and ultimately, especially after the, you know, lockdown and, and then another lockdown and, and everything else, everything is just, I mean, the announcement put out as the band was, was you know the announcement was that way because it's pretty much kind of exactly how it was not you know how we feel but how it was so the statement the statement read it is with the deepest of regret that we announced the departure of paul from our ranks paul has been a major part of the band ever since we came back he was there at the very beginning like many bands post-pandemic we have found it difficult to move forwards and everybody's lives have changed and that has led to a parting of ways we'd like to wish paul the best of luck uh, in the future for everything he does you can follow his project other which we tagged in the post um and that kind of sums it up really and it, it, it's it's always no matter what you say people are always looking for what you didn't say and in this case there there just isn't anything um but um everybody has their opinion you know um seen a a, a a couple of people online who who didn't like how we announced it thought it was insincere i mean i've read it several times and i'm 
have to say I do think it is sincere. But hey, look, everybody has their opinion. Everybody has their angle. Um, and and everyone seems to think that, you know, oh, what, you know, there is this one thing or this happened. You know what? It's just one of those things. And really, unless you've been in a band, and I hate to, I hate to do this to you, okay? I hate to pull the old, well, you've never been in a band trick, yeah? But unless you have been in a band, it is very, very hard to ever get your head around or understand um, the dynamic that is involved in a band. It really, really is odd. But anyway, um, we're moving on. Paul's moving on. And, um, you know, hopefully we're all going to be well. Um, and hopefully we're all going to be, you know, cracking on with everything. Um, and there you go. So I, I kind of had to mention that. Um, I'm sure there's a few of you rather I didn't and a few of you who, who may be pleased I did, but who cares? Anyway, I kind of had to mention that um, because that's my my biggest bit of heavy metal news. Um, the other bit um, of news that's come out, well, there's quite a few bits. Let's just crack on, shall we? Hear the new Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Not The One. Yes, I did. And it sounded like every other Red Hot Chili Peppers song I've ever heard. Oh, there was a little bit of piano and some meandering guitar and then a sort of, you know, a kind of all right melody that Anthony Kiedis is singing, all skinny and tashed up in the video. Um, And I just think, oh, really? And the band stated about the new record, "Our our only goal is to get lost in the music. We, John, Anthony, Chad and Flea, spent thousands of hours collectively and identifying honing our craft and showing up for one another to make the best album we could. Well, if that's the best so far from what I've heard that you could, it wasn't very good. I'm judging an album before it's come out. What a tosser. But ultimately, it's on the back of By The Way and Stadium Arcadium, which was fucking horrendous. Um... And and the three songs I've heard, they just, honestly, if ever there was a band that sounds like they've run out of ideas and are just rehashing songs you've heard before from different albums, this is it. Just unbelievably middle of the road and fucking average. And and I've got to say, annoying as well. You know, one of the songs starts. um, In fact, let's have have a listen and see if it's this one. I've got to in the background. I mean, really, Anthony? Yeah, fuck off. I mean, that's it's that kind of fucking annoying bollocks I'm talking about. Oh, is it, oh isn't it funny? Aren't we clip? No, not really. Yeah, the the fucking novelty and appeal wore off twenty years ago, mate. Anyway. Next up, Stone Sour's Josh Rand is excited about the debut The Life Project live performance. Well, do you know what? One of my favourite EPs of last year, as you all know. And the follow-up EP is the biggest waste of space I could possibly imagine. It's, It's four covers of four songs by the big four. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, who signed off on that idea? I do not know. But basically, it's South of Heaven, one, Symphony for Destruction, 
and caught in a mosh. And I can tell you now, guys, they all sound like exact replicas of the original, except there is a female vocalist. And she's awesome. She's got a fucking amazing, amazing voice. Yeah, absolutely amazing. It's Cassandra Carson. Um, and uh, she's in Paralandra. Um, she's also in a band called Paralandra. So anyway, uh, they're going to be playing live soon. And I love the EP. I think it's fucking brilliant. I think she's got an amazing voice. But the big four follow-up is the is just a big fucking pile of shit. I mean, it's just rubbish. It really is. It brings nothing to the table. None of those songs. I mean, basically, it just, like I said, it sounds exactly like the original. Oh, except there's a female vocalist. And she does a great joy, a great job. But again, it's just the whole thing. It just sounds like, yeah, a, a cover. Well, it is a cover. Oh, you know what I mean, a replica. And it just adds to how pointless the whole project is. And um, and like I said, I can't say it enough. Love the EP. But nah. Nah, nah, nah. So next up. Um, Testament's Chuck Billy reflects on his Sepultura audition. Luckily, I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, I You know, call me an idiot. I don't know if I've forgotten this, but I didn't know it. And Chuck says, when I did the audition, I was too late. They'd already selected Derek Green as the singer. So that was a good thing. Because if I had have got that gig, we would have it would have been different for Testament. Asked if he wishes he'd got the uh, Sepultura job or not. He said, "I like how it turned out, but at the time I wanted it to happen because music was was more or less up in the air. Testament was broken up, everything was changing, the music climate was changing. So I thought back when I auditioned that I wanted something secure. I wanted a security, and to me, finding a band that had something established is what I thought I wanted. Luckily, I didn't get it. Things would have been much different for me." And I would have still been in Sepultura. Fucking hell. I mean, that would have been pretty immense, wouldn't it? I'd loved, I, I would have loved, I would have loved to have heard that. Um, but clearly, I'm not. Um, so, what's come out recently? Um, some, some, some absolutely cracking stuff. Um, and I did a movie review, obviously, earlier of um, uh, Studio 666. But um, yeah, keep an eye. Keep an eye. I'm, I am in an ear out. I am going to be coming over uh, a lot of current metal release, uh, metal releases, and so you know, catching everybody up on um, at least what I'm listening to. Um, at the moment, I have to say, it's a weird one because there's some of this album I love, and some of this album uh, I don't. But it's the new album from Beartooth called Below. And yeah, there are some incredibly big um, uh, choruses on there that are, are a bit poppy. Um, and yeah, they're a bit emo. But you know what? There's some also some brutal riffs on there and some real just fucking good old fashioned noise. At times it reminds me of the UK band Ruben, who used to be um, used to be one of my favourite bands. Um, and that's that is a that is a niche reference at best. I mean, that is literally a reference that does no help whatsoever. Oh, he's referenced it to Ruben, another band I haven't heard. So I'll go and find them, listen to them, and go. Oh right, so the band that I haven't heard sounds like this band I hadn't heard until I was told that it sounded like this guy. So I better listen to it, and it sounds a bit like. And maybe it doesn't, and maybe it's just me. I don't fucking know, do I? 
Um, I do know I've just steered you towards something for no good fucking reason at all. I mean, check out Ruben. You should do R-E-U-B-E-N. Some brilliant stuff on YouTube. Some great videos. Some great albums. Get their back catalogue. I've had the fucking drummer on here before. So anyway. Um, but there is, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff out there. I, I don't know. I don't know. The sun has suddenly come out and suddenly, like, you know, shining through the... Um, the window and all of a sudden I'm just like oh hello the fucking day's finally woken up because it's like yeah shit anyway Christ you didn't you didn't fucking tune in for this did you tune in hey gotta love it gotta love it um so I did put on the um uh, on this interview I left all of the uh, the Patreon stuff in there as well so you know should you start wanting to get the podcast early and all the other stuff and ask questions sign up at patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith or click my name in the description of this podcast it's highlighted oh actually no just click join podcast Patreon <laughs> there you go it's right there for you anywho enough of all of that um, this is about this is coming on about a year since the last time we spoke and the first time we spoke, it was um, Knox Colby, singer with Enforced and myself, having a right old chat. We spoke for so long that um, he blew two other interviews out while we were on the phone and we just had a right old chat. Well, this is no different. We go all around the houses, catch up with uh, Knox and the band and find out how they've been getting on, where they've been touring, who they've been playing with. And this was an absolute joy, as it always is. Chatting to me, good mate, Knox. And this is my usual reminder that you can also watch this entire interview on the Talking Bollocks YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Talking Bollocks with a Z on the end, not an S. Go watch there if you want. Do you know what? It's been like that here all day as well. Like blue skies and it looks, it looks delightful. Yeah, it um, looks a certain <laughs> way, but... I'm wearing yeah. like four layers, so yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's as as somebody who lives in the UK, you just take it for granted that somebody in North America and you see blue skies and you just think, oh, it's just going to be baking hot. No, well, I mean, yesterday was 82 degrees here, and then <laughs> then there was like 45 mile hour winds, and now it's like 40. Right. Was, okay. That's how it is. That's how it is in Virginia, at least. Like when winter goes to spring you'll have like a really hot day and then the next day will be snow yeah like yeah it just it's it's terrifying <laughs> you have to prep for everything well it's it's i mean like we we get like changeable weather we'll have four seasons in a day but we don't uh, get we don't get the extremes that you do you yeah know? it's been getting pretty extreme for the past like 10 years but that's to be expected like everywhere in the world so yeah it's to yeah, yeah, we've, I'm, we've, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had we've had floods and and record uh, winds and storms and shit. Um, wind, just, I hate wind more than anything. So, like, that's mostly what it is is wind, and I fucking hate wind. Yeah, ruin yeah. it ruins the day. Ruins my hair. Ruins, <laughs> trash flies everywhere. Like when we were uh, on tour last month, the wind would be like 50 miles an hour in some places, and it was like throw the van yeah on the highway yeah. so that's i mean it's not it's not ideal yeah 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 we uh, we've we had we had things getting blown over all over the place we had um we had a record storm here recently and um it, it was insane like loads of trees gone like you know mm -hmm. just unbelievable um 
But well, yeah, welcome to the when you get to the UK, you'll realize that it's the country of wind and rain. Yeah, I mean, I, I was there. I was there three years ago for a week. Me and a couple of pals just trounced around the UK. Oh, cool. And um, I think it was in March of 2019. Yeah. yeah. And it actually, it only drizzled once a little bit in Manchester. And then it was nice. It was great weather the rest of the time. So I didn't get it. Well, you, yeah, you, you, but what you experienced was Manchester. It's like that in Manchester. The whole country, the whole country oh, could be no, having no. summer, you know. We went to Liverpool, we went to London, we went to Manchester. I think we went to Hull. Is it Hull? Hull, yeah. I can't remember. Hull City, I can't remember. But yeah. um, we went all over the place. That's really cool, um, man. It was a great time. It was a great time. I can't wait to come back. Um, um, during the during the second leg, like in between our, for the European tour that's coming up, yeah, we have like two weeks in between where we have a like a month of shows and two weeks off, and then like maybe three or four weeks of shows again. Yeah, and I think I'm just gonna hang out in England because I really liked it. Cool, so, man. Well, you know, you got you got a place to stay in London, dude. I got a spare room. It's, oh, okay. um, it's it's all yours anytime. No problem. I'll probably take you up on that. Cool. I'll throw, I'll throw you some money. The, the the funny thing is, right? The funny thing is that this this is what happens, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, in, in general, Americans will say to you know, say to like people in the U, oh yeah, you know, come over, come over anytime. You're welcome to stay. And then and then you say like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. And they go, yeah, come on, come on. And usually Brits go, you know, oh, come over, stay. You're welcome anytime. And they say that because they think, yeah, there's no fucking way they're ever going to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then, like you know, they get, hey, yeah, it's us. Yeah, we're on our way. Oh shit! I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you pick me yeah. up at the? I'm at the airport. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I actually live near the airport, so if you ever come over here, you have a place to stay, and I will pick you up by the airport. <laughs> well, but dude, right back at you. I'm I'm literally I'm like five miles from Heathrow. Hmm. So yeah, Excellent. I'm, I'm I'm in the pocket. You know? I might need your help when I when we finally go back, like because I'm not super familiar. I don't know how passports and how we're going through customs and shit is going to go. Because I mean, in in the U.S., like the only time I've ever had to do it was coming back from Taiwan, and I just like I just have clothes, and they let me leave me alone. And then going into Canada, you just flash your passport and keep driving. So. Oh, it's it's a breeze, going with all man. the gear and everything. I, I don't. I mean, I have no idea. So I'm just nervous because I don't know yet. But once I go through it and it's fine, then I yeah. won't care anymore. It's 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 a breeze. I mean, basically, yeah, it's a breeze. Um, I mean, it's easier leaving than it is arriving because leaving, you know, you you don't go through immigration. Yeah, they just you kick know? you out. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, <laughs> see you later. And, leave. And, and security's not you know not that big a deal in it either. Well, it, it kind of is because you, you get on a plane, but um. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's I, it, it'll be an absolute breeze, man. And you're you're coming over for Bloodstock, aren't you? Yeah, and then I think we're touring just the UK. I think for a week or so awesome. around that. Yeah. Um, our, our our booking agent Ben Ward, who uh, is in that band Orange Goblin. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's our booking agent uh, for Europe and the UK, and um, so he's been have he's been a blast to work with because. He makes it all sound so easy, but I'm like, I know you've put in tons of time and effort, you know, over his career and stuff. And now booking for other bands and stuff like I can't imagine doing it. I don't know how to do it, but he's been great. 
Well, so, yeah, all I, the shows look pretty awesome. Well, I'm going to, do you know what? I'm actually, um, I'm actually looking, I'm putting in, uh, enforced UK shows so um, we can, uh, we can find out exactly where you're playing. Cause yeah, I mean, I would have thought you'd be definitely playing London. Um, yeah. But uh, I think two dates in London, there were adding more. He's adding like three or four. And right. I don't know exactly where all of those are. So, um, so how's, um, how's, how's your voice been holding up? I mean, I sound okay. You know, um, uh, but it's, it's, you know, getting off tour. It actually held up the whole tour. I didn't lose it once. The last day was pretty rough during soundcheck, but I also had ear, uh, earplugs in and I can't, I can't do earplugs on stage because right. I, I, I sound, all I hear is my throat and it just sounds terrible. So I just took them off because I was pushing so hard because I was trying to get over that throat. Oh, do, do you mean do you mean earplugs or, yeah. or, or in ear monitors? Earplugs. I don't use in ear monitors or anything. Ah, right. No, no, no. I mean, you know, neither do I. I never have. But um, yeah. I've never uh, yeah. needed to. <laughs> I, yeah, dude, dude, you need maybe some, one day. Get get yourself some um, get yourself some custom um, earplugs. The stuff you buy off the shelves is like is all bullshit. I have mine custom made, and mm. basically they have filters in, so you, they test your hearing, and they see where it's at and then they basically put filters into into the earplug that filters out the frequencies that damage your hearing so basically Mm -hmm. when i put earplugs in i can hear absolutely fine it's Mm -hmm. just it it, it's just that it takes the and and usually it's the fucking it's the symbols it's the drummer's fault the (laughs) symbols and the highs on the guitar yeah because our one of our guitars he really likes to play really noisy so like when he stops playing, it's nothing but feedback and screeching and howling and stuff. So I'm just like, ah, um, Dude. yeah, no, he has like, he has like three different noise suppressors to like <laughs> cut, cut the signal because it's, it's so strong. But it, well, it, it is worth investing in the, um, in, in customs because I'll look it, into it. basically it does it. Yeah. It, it just, it just basically, like I said, it takes frequencies out you can still hear the band. Everything sounds, everything sounds like exactly the same, except mm-hmm. it's just, it's just takes the edge off it. Cut you know? Okay. Yeah. But, I know. Um, I know every, everyone else in the band has them. And I'm yeah. just the, the, the stubborn one is just not good. And well, I'm just, the rest of the time I'm like, ah, why? yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's difficult as a singer though, because, you know, and especially the kind of venues that, you know, that, that our bands play is that ultimately, um, to to get the vocals to cut through two guitars, a bass guitar, and an entire drum kit, you've got to have some serious fucking monitors. And usually, and usually you don't. All mics, yeah, yeah. Like, and you've got one mic and one voice. (laughs) Yeah, and no one in the band wants to hear it. So, (laughs) because I'm saying whatever, I'm improvising sometimes, and there's like, just we don't need to hear him at all. So cut him from all the monitors. I'm like, can I just get just one? So if I'm like passing it, I can hear it because I to make sure that Jesus. I sound right. Fucking <laughs> so hell. most of the time, yeah, most of the time it's just I'm just pushing and I, I can kind of feel if I'm in the right place or not. But um, yeah. yeah, normally we don't really put vocals or much vocals in any of the monitors. It's mostly just guitars. Fuck me, dude. Mm-hmm. That's going to be drum and snare. That's, that, that's going to be that's going to be hardcore when you start playing uh, longer sets, you know, with more songs to play and, and yeah, all the rest of it. we're it's, trying to think like 
because we usually will when we because we're always you know opening or playing second or something on a tour bill um we usually have about 20 minutes and this time we thought we had 25 so like ooh, we can change it up a little bit forgetting that most of the songs on kill grid are about four to five minutes anyway so i was like wait you can only <laughs> add one and he was like which one and then we couldn't decide so we just i think we threw on an older song that was um about three minutes long or so yeah and that was that was fine but then we re- once we got there we realized no it's 30 minutes we have 30 minutes we're like oh well we already have a set like oh well <laughs> but after like a after like a week and getting like really in the rhythm of playing that set every night we knocked that thing down to like 22 minutes like yeah. when we play live we play fast like i think uxo on record is like four and a half minutes we do it in about three <laughs> like it, it's really fast live yeah so when you when you see us live it's way more intense than recorded hopefully yeah. that's the intention at least yeah i mean let's face it it's you know if if, if that's not the case then there's something wrong with your with your live performance yeah you know like if we really like if we played some songs like the tempos that they've recorded i i think people would get kind of bored but like <laughs> uxo is a, a perfect example because i've been watching videos of like the um on youtube that people have recorded and stuff and i'm like yeah this sounds great because it's so much faster it's way more intense if we play it like the actual speed which is super slow i would just my head would be wandering off somewhere else I'd be thinking about like what we're gonna eat for dinner or something like that instead of paying attention. Yeah. So I like I like that we keep it in intense. Um, and speaking of that, like that last tour you did, that must have been a trip because that was a hell of a bill. That was the best month of my life, and I'm not even I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah. it um, the like the high that I got off of that lasted like three or four days. I was buzzing. Okay. Yeah. For until yeah. my first day back at work and then i just shut down <laughs> i yeah. got so so depressed for like four days because i was just like this sucks i would rather be you know anywhere else in the world yeah. with that tour package it was everyone clicked everyone became best friends everyone was nice and helpful yeah it, it was just it shouldn't have been that good and it was yeah. so like it was very bittersweet for everybody when it finally ended so it was just like damn it like can we do like another like yeah. let's just, just play we'll just play some random bar in like north carolina or some, <laughs> do something yeah and uh just wasn't meant to be it's sad um i'm just trying to remember so it's you obituary and Municipal waste. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Gate creeper and for I think like nine days spirit world. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's great when you get into that routine as well, where like every you almost develop a whole new language, don't you? You develop tour speak. Where yeah. It's it's like yeah, there's just most... certain catchphrases that make no sense to anyone. Yeah, and it was honestly for that for that store, it was just grunting. Like, <laughs> just oh. oh. I don't know why. I think um, I think Trevor from Obituary started it. He would just walk up to people and just go, oh, oh, yeah, oh, and just start. And then it got to the point where, like, you 
everyone would start and finish a sentence with like, Ugh! like, Ugh! what'd you eat for dinner? <laughs> so everyone's just barking at each other for yeah. like weeks on end. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good times. We rented out, uh, some random hotels conference center so we could all watch the Super Bowl. It was like 50 people in this tiny conference center. <laughs> going nuts. It was nice. cool. I was like, that was a really cool night. So we um uh, you know that that kind of that kind of tour, when you come back, I know exactly what you mean, where you, you need to you need to decompress from the road. And it's like yeah, that, this that, is the first that time adjustment. I've done it. Yeah, that adjustment to to every day somewhere new every day a new challenge every day mm-hmm. a new place and then all of a sudden to be back feeling like stuck in one yeah. place and it's and everything's familiar and mm-hmm. it's just like no I've, yeah, i'm not like i know yeah. i know where my car is i know where my keys are i know where i'm gonna spend the night i know you know <laughs> that i'll eat like reason decent food i know you know you know, I have to clock in at eight, you know, just all this stuff that you just are so routine. I don't like routine. I realize I don't like it at all. I like chaos. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely. Like, I like not knowing and just being like, Ooh, we're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I Come what I, may. I, I love getting, I love getting to a, getting to the venue and it's like, right, let's have a look around let's here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are the toilets like? Was it, yeah, they got, yeah. they got oh, a shower, yeah. you know, if they got a shower, yeah. You know, it's the green room looking like, oh, it's a it's a broom closet. OK, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we're all hanging out in the parking lot together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the toilet? Does it does it have stalls? Because stalls have doors. That's a, that's a big one. Um, uh, now, you see, the key, the key is the key is that um, I as, and, and this is this is not something that I've, I've our guitarist, our guitarist pointed this out to me. And he's absolutely right. The key is when you get to a venue. Just before the doors open, if you need a dump, you go to the ladies. Yeah, because see, we've had been, we've gone to venues where the ladies don't have stall doors either. <laughs> and just like, okay, right. Like, okay. well, I guess. Oh, they do, but the doors don't lock, or they do, but like there is no lock. So I found out a good way to uh, prevent anything happening when you when you sit down. Just stick your feet straight out. So they kick it, they stand out like they can see them from outside the stall. Oh, and so, and, right. And then just like jiggle them around like a kid. So just kind of <laughs> kick your legs and no one will mess with you. No one's going to check in on you or anything. Just yeah. look like an idiot, but they only see your shoes. It's fine. Yeah. But the, the <laughs> thing works. is, yeah, but there's a, there's a, there's a floor in your plan and that floor is I'm five foot five. So my feet just about reached the floor. Never mind the fucking door. Well, well. <laughs> You should bring us uh, get a broom then, and then just stick that out and just ah. jiggle it. Yeah, and just yell occupied. Yeah, yeah, my, my my turd broom. <laughs> yeah, I love that occupied, occupied. <laughs> yeah, turd. You have to write turd broom on it. Yeah. Just oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. And then give it and away. Just, at the, <laughs> give it away at the <laughs> yeah. end of the tour. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw it out in the crowd. I'll no longer be needing this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and. You, you form a real strong bond with the crew as well, don't you? Because it's like these guys are, uh, you know, they've got your back. And yeah, you know. I mean, but that that came with like, because I mean, the whole package as a whole, I mean, 
like what municipal waste has crew guys, gate creeper has crew guys, obituary has a, a handful, a grip of crew guys and tour managers and everybody. We just had ourselves. So, yeah. uh, and even spirit world came with some people. They, I think they had a sound tech and a merch person. Um, so I think all in all, it was like 50 people and there wasn't one jackass in the bunch, which I found weird. Yeah. I was like, 50 metal people not one asshole that's that's odd so but i realized i was like well if there's no assholes it, the asshole's probably me yeah yeah that's uh, the one that's the one but i i i was reassured that no i'm not the asshole <laughs> so that was in, pretty cool in situations like that you usually find though and i'm sure you found this is like because I've, I've been in that exact same situation and and everybody else's crew just goes like where's your crew oh we don't have any don't worry. We'll, don't, don't worry. We'll look after you. You know, and, um, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Everyone. I mean, that that bond and just, you know, because the the day was so structured in terms of time slots. Yeah. Like obituary would start setting up, I think, at like 11 in the morning. And then they would sound check for like two hours. And so by the time that they were done, it was like two in the afternoon. So, or two or three and then waste would do a, a a one and then um oh no the dogs hey buddy hi buddy you gotta go um sorry the dogs just threw me off where was i oh um, but no you're just hanging around you're just hanging out with these so many people for such a long time while you're waiting for other bands to sound check and everything yeah so when it comes to like okay can you help like when this since like this stage is kind of awkward can you help us get the cabs off the stage because we have to walk them like a block to get back to the van but we have to load out in 15 minutes so it'd be like all hands on deck there'd be like 17 people just taking apart the stage and it'd be done in like five the turnover of 15 minutes would be five yeah so everyone would be ready to go and still got 10 minutes you're just like wow that's that's impressive yeah um but uh, it became a well-oiled machine towards the end and, yeah uh, yeah that's another thing i miss it's just like wow we're like we just naturally got it down yeah it's it, it's it's incredible it really is it's like it, it, the thing what i always found as well is when you get home um there's 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 kind of nobody to talk to that understands what you've just been doing except um, for other bands except yeah except for other bands yeah. or, or your bandmates but it's like mm-hmm. you know and you, you you'd go to work or you you know you do whatever and people are like oh so how was it and you're just like yeah you just kind of have like this thousand mile stare and just like you have no idea the the shit i have seen in yeah. three weeks <laughs> <laughs> while you yeah. just sat here in this bullpen of cubicles i have seen things <laughs> yeah, that i cannot unsee <laughs> that yeah the, the mind real uh and i had like you know awesome experiences i mean that's i mean i I think the biggest show we've ever played up until this tour was with uh, uh, Toronto with Sacred Reich. And that was like 950. I mean, that was a, that was a, was a good group of people. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of these, like I think uh, Berkeley in California, I think that was like a 1700 cap room. And I th- if it didn't sell out, it sure was close to it. I mean, I it was... Wow. like sardines in a can trying to walk through that place. But I think that was like 1700 people and like the pictures of it, like uh, a few friends came and they were taking pictures and like, I look like a little speck on stage. <laughs> and 
And I was like, Oh my God. Cause you don't even see all those people yeah. like on stage. You only see like the first five rows of people and that's it. So you can't really gauge who's there until they turn the house lights on. You're like, Oh my God. Like that many people were here. Yeah. Yeah. With all the lights and everything, you just can't, you'll just never know. Yeah. Unless you're yeah. playing like, like bloodstock and stuff like that. And we're also playing Hellfest and some others like that's during the day. So I'm going to be seeing everybody. I was, I was just going to, no I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. Cause we, we played, um, we played bloodstock this year. That was our first gig out of lockdown main stage, 18,000 people. Oh dude. Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm Absolutely sure it's awesome. awesome. We had, we had, um, uh, we had a major problem with um, guitarist. His, his whole rig went down after the first song. And Ooh, was I, it like a power I, issue. Uh, no, uh, uh, a whole it, like uh, effects unit, an effects unit went. The whole thing was just fucked. So, um, so basically, I um, I just stood there for five minutes, chatting to the crowd, keeping everything moving. Oh but, no, I would. Want and then, to say, I can't. I can't talk. We talked about that earlier. I can't talk to anybody. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I look. Do you know? Yeah, but you know, I've done. You know, I've, I've done stand up for for twenty odd years. Oh, so, I, you're good at it. Yeah. So I so I was just like. Okay, cool. No worries. And I just, I just, just switched, switched into. This is a room full of two hundred people. This is not a field mm-hmm. with eighteen thousand. And it was just like, yeah, just had to bullshit for five minutes, and then I was we going to say, did you just go into your routine? Uh, no, no, just just bullshitting with the crowd, you know, and just mm-hmm. like basically, kind of, you got to get them on the side pretty quickly because people feel sorry for you, but only for a certain amount of time, and then it's like. Uh, and then they turn really quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we fucking paid for this, guys. Sort it out. Come on. Are you a profes- yeah. professional band or what? So you've got to yeah, try figure and, out. You've got to try and get them on side. So it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. The whole the whole hideous episode is on Bloodstock's YouTube channel. If you ever fancy, how, uh, a, fancy a laugh. How long? Oh, okay. I was gonna say, how long is it? Like, how long were you out? Uh, um, well, we, five minutes with just five minutes with no songs. That's um, a lifetime. <laughs> that's a it, lifetime it probably felt like that for the crowd i gotta be honest but um oh. that was five minutes of a 45 minute set so so 45 so, minutes so, yeah so we had to pull we had to pull an enforced and just speed the songs up to make sure we played the whole set there you go <laughs> yeah that's how you do it absolutely absolutely um so yeah it was it was a blast man and you, you're gonna have a great time you're gonna have an absolute great time. You're cutting out. I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Hello. Can you hear me? All right. I can hear you now. Ah, right. I missed okay. all. I missed all of that. I'm sorry. Ah, right. Okay. No worries. Um, it was nothing special. Just basically, um, yeah. We we played the set. We speeded up. It was all good. And you're gonna have a blast. You're gonna have an absolutely great time. I hope so. Are you going to be there? I hope you, are you playing? Uh, I don't know if the, the flyer yet. No, no, no. We played last year. So, um, uh, okay. but I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be hanging out. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I know the I guys. Think we're playing with, I think we're playing with Discharge, and that's going to be sick. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll actually. Um, are you? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I think you might, I think you might be on, um, you might be in the tent. I'm on the small. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a 10 or a smaller stage. Right. It's five, five or 6,000 in there, mate. It's the biggest tent. Oh yeah. Okay. It's it and is it's a it now it's is a blast. It, is everyone under the tent? Yeah. That's a big tent. 
Oh, it's a big tent. I, mean, I don't even. I wouldn't. I don't think it's a tent anymore. I, 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 one could almost call it a marquee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Like, like a bazaar or something. Like yeah, it, it's, it, it's a big tent. It's a, it's the it is it's the kind of thing that you go to and you you know you expect when you walk in you expect to see like tables with 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 stuff on yeah like a, like a farmer's market or something yeah yeah absolutely yeah I know uh, tent <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it, it it's huge man it's huge but it's it but it's it's awesome cool. it's, a, it's a, such a cool vibe in there because it's this, it's this massive tent with like five thousand people in it but it just feels like a big club you know. It's, that sounds cool it's, then. It's, I can I can get with that. Oh yeah, I saw um I saw suicidals there a couple of years ago and and it's like yeah it was they they absolutely stole the day. Um, that's what uh, I'm, that's what I'm learning like slowly figuring out with all these like because this is our first run through Europe and this is obviously the first time we ever played like big festivals or anything like that. So we're kind of the festivals that we've played in the U.S like united blood it wasn't like the biggest year ever i think it was like maybe six or seven hundred people packed in like a really small club or like we played not dead yet not dead yet fest in toronto that was a solid crowd too but like i've noticed with the flyers for like these big festivals like the pecking order of stages and stuff like everyone gets, yeah. gets like microscopically small but like that stage fits 20,000 people. So it's not like, like there's no chagrin about playing the smallest stage yeah. or anything because it's still huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it's like everything else as well. You work your way up. I mean, we headlined the, we headlined the, the, the stage that, that you're going to be playing in 2016. And then, you know, five years later, it's main stage and then when we eventually get around to putting another album out hopefully it'll be main stage and you're, you're further up the bill i mean it's, it's, you know it's, it's yeah. no different to any other job is it you know you don't start no, at the just, top you, you just get, you get promoted <laughs> yeah you get promoted that's basically it mm -hmm. yeah totally and yeah. like uh the rest of the tour is technically like all the club dates are technically a headlining tour because we're the only one on tour <laughs> well and yeah so headlining like de facto headlining um but so it seems like it's like everything's going to be this really big deal and in the back of my head like I, i'm like that worries me because being like it seems like a lot of responsibility and i don't want to do it <laughs> but <laughs> i know at the end of the day it'll be fine you know like there's nothing to fret or worry about or like be nervous or anxious about just act like it's any other show and that's how it's going to play out well unless something I, catastrophic happens well well but i'm just i don't, I'm just I don't think at, about that well i'm just looking at your dates and um i don't i'm not sure you're playing i if you are playing bloodstock you right basically you start in you start in london great idea at the black heart then you are playing i think then you're playing leicester the up, up, uprising festival Mm -hmm. uh, which we've played oh, yeah, uprising. that was the other one yeah yeah we've played and that's that's a great festival simon there will make sure you have a lovely time um mm -hmm. Gla glasgow audio you are gonna fucking love it's it's a sweat box that holds 150 people your feet stick to the floor the stage is right. about only about two feet off the ground they go fucking mental even see that's why that's 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 where i thrive <laughs> and little black boxes and that that's, that's why that's, i like 
Yeah, that that's going to be an absolute blast, man. I mean, uh, yeah, audio Glasgow is like is, that's that's like our um our home in Scotland. So hell yeah, you, you you're gonna love that. You're gonna love that. I have to get some. I have to get some Buckfast. I've heard great things. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's 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 plenty. I I can make sure there's plenty of people who will meet. I think you it. I think it probably with... runs off Buckfast. So like, I think I think it's a alternative vehicle or uh, fuel for cars at this point. Yeah. So I yeah. think it'll be pretty easy to find. Um, we well, when you um, they'll give you they'll give you a buyout. They don't do catering, but they'll give you a buyout. And just oh, head, head out into the centre of Glasgow. Just say to people, can you tell me where Tony Macaroni's is? Okay. And you've got to go. Tony Macaroni's. You've got to go. To, you've got to go. To, got to go to Tony Macaroni. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Now, well, who, is, who, is, who is this macaroni? Man? Well, it's, it's, it's basically, it's an Italian restaurant, but it's a Scottish Italian restaurant. Okay. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um yeah, the, and and I think there's oh shit, there's like Tony Macaroni sponsors one of the Scottish. Um, it um, it's it sponsors one of the Scottish football teams, and it sponsors their stadium. Okay, that's probably why I've heard of it before. I like, right, I don't, I haven't heard of it, heard of it, but I'm like that name sounds really familiar. Well, is it is it is it Rangers? Uh, no, no, I, I I honestly don't know who it is, but they um there's a nickname for it because the like the um arsenal have their stadiums called the etihad and yeah. and man city is pretty much the same because they've got the same sponsor it's like the etihad and um the scottish team where their team is sponsored it's called the tony macaroni stadium but all the fans call it the spaghetti had the spaghetti hut okay yeah that's great so, yeah yeah it's um it, but it is um yeah you've got to check out tony macaroni's anyway um, Absolutely. I but, would write that down. I will tell everyone and they'll be pumped. We're going to Tony Macaroni's. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I got a, t- I got a tip from somebody. They're like, who the hell gave you a tip for Glasgow? I'm like, we're going to Tony Macaroni's man. Like I heard yes. it's, the, it's the jam. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Always make sure I eat that. Um, and halfway through the set, I'm always thinking I shouldn't have fucking eaten so much. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Luckily, I've got I got really good at that. I would just eat like just if I'm feeling peckish, like I'll just you know nibble on something. Yeah, and then so I have plenty of room for beer, and then that's my main fuel. And then I'll eat like after everything's over with. Yeah, eat after the show um, is always a good idea, unless you're headlining. Mm-hmm. Unless you're headlining, and where after the show means pretty much everything's shut and so you have one o'clock in the morning yeah yeah and you just go in the fucking shit hole mcdonald's and burger king and shit like that you know yep fight like, the w- uh, truck stops and stuff yeah fight your way through drunk people to get to um you know to get to the queue to get to the to counter and it's just like oh god yeah fight yeah. your way through me because I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm buying all the chicken nuggets <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um so have, have you um have you started i, I think I, I know we i think i might have asked you this before on email did um have you started work on the new album or you yeah. started writing and shit like that mm-hmm. we started right we started writing it pretty much right after kill grid i mean um because once it was out we kind of chilled out for like a week maybe a week or two on practicing and then we started um, practicing once a week and writing once a week. So we practice on Wednesdays and then write on Thursdays. 
And usually I kind of stay away from the writing. I just kind of let them do what they want. And then they'll send me roughs and then I'll start writing lyrics for it and stuff. Um, but it got to the, it, not, it didn't get to a point or anything, but they were like, you should come to a writing practice. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went and like, I had a little bit of input, but like nothing like massive. I mean, they're the, all the songs are pretty different. If you're looking for like another kill grid, you're not going to get it. Um, yeah. Which is, I think is good. If we did the same album twice, it's kind of boring. Um, it's a lot faster. Um, uh, the the fight parts are really fighty. <laughs> it's, I would say this. I'd say the songs are a lot more aggressive, but in a completely different like feel or way that Kilgrid was or yeah. is, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just like aggressive music, so that's what we write. But but I mean, also that's but, just pretty but, much it. But also, like you know, with the first album, you have those songs kicking around for you know for a while and a long time. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and it's like right, okay, we've got those out the way. And it's for me, I always think it's like the second album kind of reveals who the band really is, you know, in terms of like change, I guess you could, I guess, but like the second one, the sophomore to me is always like, that's the make or break one. But for whatever reason, everyone, uh, well, not everyone, uh, a lot of people assume that at the walls is the debut when it's really kind of isn't. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's mostly old stuff. Yeah. So everyone thought like, oh, Kilgrid is this like banging sophomore album. And you're just like, sure. But it's really, <laughs> the, it's, it really, I guess, technically is the first LP. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's still a huge demand for Out the Walls, which I didn't realize. And it's on its second, second or third pressing now. And uh, Andrew Klein, who runs War Records, he came to our show in LA with two huge boxes of LPs. He's like, these are all yours, go at it. And wow. we lost, a, I think, a box and a half. Not a loss, but sold a box and a half in like yeah. two weeks. That's so, awesome. I know for, for something that, but I, I guess it has been out of pressing for about a year and some change. So as we've, I guess, been promoted um, metaphorically, uh, Ever, no one has it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. Of our, all of our newer fans don't have it um yeah. <clears throat> so i mean like every night after uh we play i would jump off stage and run to the merch table yeah. and start you know trying yeah. to trying Absolutely. to sell shit yeah push it and nine times out of ten if someone's buying an lp they bought both so i was just like that's awesome so yeah. we were churning through records this tour and I got to sign a lot of them, which I always love. I think that's so cool. <laughs> Coming yeah. from like a like a DIY punk background where like you play houses and you play record stores and that's about it. Or like bad bars near the airport. Like there ain't no signing anything. <laughs> There's no signing. Like yeah. who's who wants to who wants your signature? You're a piece of shit. So like that's always in my head. Like I never expect it to happen when someone's like, Hey, can you like sign my OP? I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> I signed a boob. Howard. 
<laughs> your first boob. Oh, my son. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment in the career. It's one you'll never yeah. forget. Yeah. I, re- I remember I, my first boob. <laughs> I was I was very respectful. Absolutely. I was like, I was like, how do you want me to hold it? <laughs> yeah. She's like, you can do whatever you want. Honey. And I was like, oh, God. All right. Well, I'll just go from the top, not from the bottom like a creep. <laughs> and just kind of spread. I, I didn't do like the boob, boob. I did like a top boob. Yeah, I, I, so I I just, got, you, did, you did the gentleman's signature. I yes. did, yeah, yeah. The gentleman's boob sign. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I just did that. And just like, I'm going to get it tattooed. I was like, you better not. You better not get that tattooed on, on your boob. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. My mother would disown me. I can, you can, well, you can also, you, you know, you can imagine the story, you know, she's with, she's with some guy and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Knox. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a like singer in a band called Enforced. It's, oh, it's like, a singer in a band. Great. It's not, my, got, it's not yeah. my ex or anything. Yeah, it's it's like, just some guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time. So you mean every time that we're in bed, I'm going to be looking at his signature. You know, you know you're going to be thinking of me. Which is I don't I don't want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't like that at all. It's funny, uh, but but did you find what did you find between um was it more autographs than selfies or was it the other way around or what? It was a lot of both. Um more yeah. autographs than no, I it was about even. I think the the the, the photographs were more like prescient i would say like the people who wanted to take pictures were like really young kids yeah. like um the last show that was in richmond uh there was like an eight-year-old child there <laughs> but he had his own like battle jacket like covered in patches really yeah. long hair yeah and as i was like walking to the um my mom was there so we're trying to cut through a sold-out crowd <clears throat> from the front of the stage so I got my mom's hand and I'm trying to cut through everybody. And then I just hear, Hey buddy, like that's the singer. And I, got, I just hear like this little kid voice, like, Holy shit. <laughs> and I turned around and I see this like kid and he sees me and he's like bug eyed. I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? Did you have fun? And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. That's awesome. And his dad, who's obviously like the guy who's pushing him to go to these shows he starts to fanboy out and starts freaking out. It's like, can, can you take a picture of my son? I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I have no problem. I was like, mom, can you just hang out for a little bit? And she was like blushing. She oh, like, she must have been so proud. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. it was, that was, a, that was fun just yeah. to see her reaction to everybody and everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she was giddy because she got um. She got the decibel magazine that like I'm on the cover of and everything. And she's been bringing it to work. <laughs> and she was telling me, she was like, I sling this thing out whenever I can. And I shove it in people's faces. <laughs> and, and you're just like, you don't have to do that. And she does it to strangers. She's like, hey, she'll just watch. She'll like, she'll like go to lunch or something. And like, well, she'll be waiting in line. And she'll just tap the person in front of her and be like, do you listen to metal? That's my son. And, just, and they're like, okay, like, cool. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so proud of him. 
<laughs> and uh yeah so when she finally got like to see us because she hasn't seen us since we like played in front of nobody so that was like five six years ago and um so she hated it then i'm sure she hated it now but she was much more proud <laughs> yeah of like the uh the promotions as we keep saying like absolutely the, yeah yeah that's a good promotion um well, you know, you so put she, in. She, she was just elated. She came. She came and saw you. You know, doing your apprenticeship. You're doing a night shift where there's no customers. You know. Yeah, I'm working <laughs> the graveyard at seven eleven. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. To, playing to no one, and then you know, she comes and sees where you've been. You know, you've been put on a proper gig, and you know, you've mm-hmm. uh, you're, uh, you've got a decent spot on the bill, and there's plenty of customers, mm-hmm. and you're getting paid and getting your name. Yeah. Out. We played. We played first that that show. Doors were at six. We got on at seven. In one hour, they got seven hundred and fifty people through the door. Wow, that's bonkers. That's awesome. I've never. I've seen sold out shows at that place, and it was not nearly as packed as that. Like, so I'm like, they must have gone over capacity like by a lot. Um, that's, were, it's, wow, it's that, sold out. That's just pre sales. So I mean, they were probably just letting people in at, at some point. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was fucking great. And she was after a while, she helped me do merch for a little bit, which was cute. And um, then after uh, after a while, uh, Will, our guitarist, he takes over and does the rest of the night. Uh, so we went out to the patio and I was just trying to hang out with my mom. And, but people kept like bombarding me and stuff. So after a while, she's like, I'm going to get out of here. I was like, ah. Come on, like I'm with my mom. Yeah, she's <laughs> all like, "Leave me be." She's yeah, like, no, "No, I think it's cool. It's fine." Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna leave go you to. It. I'm gonna leave you to your public, darling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like, "There's obviously there's a like I'm trying to talk to her about like bodily functions and stuff because <laughs> my <laughs> my mom doesn't have my mom doesn't have a, a filter, so she'll just say whatever. So and I don't either when it comes to talking to her. So we'll just talk about anything." Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm having this conversation about bodily functions with my mom. And then she was like, that's when she was like, Hey, I got to go. I was like, what I say? She was like, no, there's a line behind you. Like oh. trying to talk to you. And I was like, <laughs> ah, shit. Yeah. I was like, I looked at her with those like puppy dog eyes. Like, is it okay? Yeah. She was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah. I was like, well, can I walk you to your car? She's like, mm, you're not going to have time. <laughs> yeah. They're she's, all going to follow you. And she's at, she's she's like, at work. She's at work the following day, saying to everybody, "Well, I didn't stay at the show because there was a queue of people wanting to talk to my oh, son." I, I know, I know. But <laughs> I, I thought of that late, like about thirty minutes later, once I finally like, you know, handshaked and like signed stuff and took pictures with everybody. After a while, I was like, cool, like. Man, it sucks my mom left and kind of it seemed like a huff at the time. But then I was like, she is going to gloat about this moment <laughs> for years. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, that's she awesome. doesn't. I talked to her once I finally got home. And they're like, after a few days of like decompressing, I gave her a call. Yeah. And I apologized for that. And she was just like, I don't care. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. At least we're on the same page. Yeah, but I do you know we're 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 very similar like that. I I um I always I, it's it's like with, with family with friends, you know, they come to see you because loads of people say, oh, we'll we'll be there, and they don't turn up. 
And then so, so so when people turn up, it's like you want to you want to give them your time and and you can't. And I feel so bad about it. And they're yeah, like, but it's times fine, it's like fine. Hundred people, it sucks. You're just like, especially yes. when you're playing like a hometown show after a month of being on the road with all these like huge and like larger than life characters and bands. You're just like, I want to hang out with them because it's the last night and I don't know if I'm ever going to see you again. I also want to hang out with all of my friends who I haven't seen in a long time that live here. I also want to hang out with all the people who I haven't seen in years who drove hours to, to, yeah, to, yeah. to come. Yeah. And there's like, I, you can't split yourself three ways. Yeah. And people really don't like it. <laughs> they don't like it. <laughs> yeah. They just feel shit on. And you're just like, especially with the local people i was telling i was like dude i'll see you in like there's a show like there's like a house show in a week i'm gonna be there we can hang out there like or you can come over and we can hang out on the porch like i'm doing right now like yeah we can do all these things like tonight doesn't have to be the night but yeah but sometimes sometimes i think and i'm I'm, you know i'm not generalizing but sometimes i think there is there is a certain type of friend that they want the reflected glory they want they want to be stood there talking to you Mm -hmm. saying like hey you see this yeah we're we're buddies we're friends that's sad but yeah i know what you mean yeah like because like who the fuck am i (laughs) just some guy yeah. yeah like no one like if this was this is uh what's it called cynical and i don't mean it to be but it is true like i was around six months ago (laughs) yet and he ignored my phone calls then like yeah now oh now you want to jump on my balls you're just like nah like i'll i'll try and be as kind as i can and i'll always be kind and courteous to even fucking mortal enemies but like you gotta just the 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 fandom part of it is so like glaringly obvious to the point where it's just like kind of disgusting it's just like you don't it, 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 coming from friends you're just like yeah that's not why we're this isn't why we're friends we're friends because we love each other yes <laughs> not yeah. this like yeah yeah our friendship in our lives is not you liking my band it's some it's something more personal or whatever yeah so yeah i found i always found that strange i i I, one thing i noticed i mean i you know i come from a small town and um and when we you know we first kind of blew up and had albums out and stuff like that um some people's some people's attitude change changes towards you your attitude doesn't change to them but their attitude changes towards you which i've always thought is really fucking odd yeah it's creepy yeah, because yeah. like you can perceive it, they don't usually perceive it. So they're like, I mean, I love all the love and support. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like shooting all over the people who are supporting. You know what we're like, our promotions. <laughs> uh, like that's awesome to get more of a wellspring of like home support. I'll never shit on that. But on a personal level, it's very odd when someone that you've talked to like maybe two or three times they don't give you the time of day all of a sudden they're jumping on your back acting like you're your best friend you're just like i don't know you like that (laughs) why are you being weird yeah and it's just maybe they're maybe i'm just being super cynical maybe they're just really excited for me and they're just really happy 
I mean, yeah, that's a possibility, but not in my experience, it usually isn't. Yeah, I, I, I also think some people, some people like to just, just fuck with you and just test you. You know, it's like, you know, to, to see if he has changed. And, um, and the difference Maybe. between... I didn't even think about it like that. Maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, you never know what well, goes I on in people. Well, I hope I failed the test. I hope I <laughs> yeah, failed the test. I don't, you... don't want to... You just never know what goes on in people's heads. I mean, I always, I always said it's like, look, a year ago, if I walked down the street and you shouted Howard and I didn't hear you and kept walking, you'd be like, oh, he didn't hear me. But now I have an album out and I'm walking down the street and you shout Howard and I didn't hear you. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah, that's that, changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he, he still can't hear you. That's what's yeah. happening. Still can't hear you. Yeah. I don't wear earplugs and I can't hear you. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just you know, especially when you come from, especially coming from a small town, I think. Uh, but also, I, I the, the the flip side of that as well is, I think there's a huge that there's a real kind of pride pride as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, and and I think that is really cool, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. The I think for at least for Richmond, he you know turns out really high quality bands and the the whole underground scene is really tight knit so for a band like municipal waste who blew up and has been huge for such a long time um i don't want i don't want to i don't want to speak out of turn that's not the point but for someone for like a being a band who plays like hardcore shows and house shows and stuff to get like catapulted to something far bigger than that um i think everyone really wanted it and is like really happy to see it uh so that's something new especially for me because i'm the one doing it so that's it's all just new to me it's exciting for all my like peers and everyone i go to shows with and all my friends so it's i don't know it's just new and excited it's a bold new brave new world out there yes. and where i'm trying to navigate it trying to relay it back to people at home to like <laughs> see what to expect or or know what to expect if 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 and when they ever get to you know tour on like a decibel tour magazine or like help them with touring if they ever need to go to you know like the west coast or something like that yeah like who to talk to and what to do you know blah 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 um, so it's all just, I don't know, it's just unknown territory to me. So it's all, I'm looking at everything with like the biggest eyes and being like, wow, this is incredible. And my eyes are only going to get bigger when we finally get to Europe where I'm playing yeah. 40,000 people. Oh. I'm just like, oh. Oh. oh, dude, dude, it's going to be another level. <laughs> it's going to be another level because you're going to be, I you're going to be playing to all of these bigger crowds. You're going to be in countries where they don't speak English. You're going to be, you're going to be trying all this different food and shit like that. And then when you come, when you come back from that, that's like, yeah, that's going to take like, a good week to decompress because it's I'll like never, I'll yeah. never look at a, a Big Mac the same. <laughs> I love you, but I also hate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be looking. You'll be you'll be traveling around Europe, seeing seeing all of the delights that the all of these countries have given the world for, and mm-hmm. the, all the different cuisine. And then you'll be coming home and going like, "Yep, there's ribs and a burger." <laughs> yeah, Subway sandwiches. 
really? Like, come on. Like, hey, someone's got to step it up. Big, biggest, Honestly, biggest, that might be a good thing. I'll just, I'll just eat at home and I'll make my own shit. Oh, yeah. That's, that's probably better for me anyway. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, but the, the good thing is, though, it's like, this, is your, this will be your first trip. You know, years down the line, you know, European tour after European tour, it'd be like, oh, cool. We're going to Denmark. They have elephant beer. I cannot wait. Um, you know, and it's like all the mm-hmm. little things you pick up on. You're like, well, this will be here when I get back again. You know, mm-hmm. so you're. Is that, is, like, that, is that elephant your beer, beer you're talking about? Is that the Chinese uh, beer? Ching Tong? Um, no, unfortunately, unfortunately, elephant beer no longer exists. Um, oh, okay. It, it used to, it used to, it was made by Heineken and you could only get it in um in europe you could only get it in in like germany holland denmark we couldn't get it in the uk so when i did that sounds like something i would want now oh (laughs) dude it was it was um it was seven points gone it was 7.8 percent dear god and it just tasted (laughs) and it tasted like slightly stronger heineken but it tasted i mean it tasted really good Mm -hmm. and and yet it's like so but the thing is because the bottle looked kind of similar it used it had an elephant on it but because it was made okay. by Heineken, it was like a little green bottle. And so it, you, it, it had that familiar look to it. So you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm killing it. And then after mm-hmm. like three, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, this is, this is not three beers in, you know, this, yeah. um, you know, you, you, you learn you very ever, quickly. Yeah. Have you ever had Red Horse, the Filipino beer? God, Red Horse. Mm-hmm. The, the label, it's just a brown bottle, uh, red label, a uh, horseshoe with a, a uh, horse like profile on it it just says red horse it um, no no I it's haven't. like it's like that i think it's like 7.5 or 8 percent you have three of them you're like you can light my breath on fire like oh, you get a six pack you're just you're waking up in jail or in the bathroom like it's <laughs> it is a lot to handle yeah but it's that like, sounds like it's it. cheap but like it's just like just a basic beer you drink it and it's not like really what's it called ethanol or like alcohol-y like you don't yeah. really taste it on your breath or anything you're just like this is just tastes like a you know like a highlight for like a budweiser or something and it just knocks you on your ass you're just like oh god oh man that's some serious <laughs> stuff stairs become a challenge yeah yeah it, it's something <laughs> yeah. something else <laughs> yeah you start, you start looking at stairs differently you're like buddy i don't think i could do it <laughs> yeah it ain't gonna happen so you you must be at that stage as well where now when you're looking at when you're like when you're saying you're writing and like you know you're looking at you're going to be looking at recording another album it's like right okay like let's get this shit done because this is like this is another excuse to go on tour you know yeah <laughs> you, i'm also trying to get find an excuse to quit my job and do this yes full time. yeah and yeah i'm, clo- I'm i've the, obviously i'm the closest i've ever been uh we got offered to do a tour that starts in about a week and we got asked when we were playing in Baltimore. So like not even two weeks ago, excuse me. Um, go Duke, you got to go. Man. <laughs> my, my dog is just begging for attention. And it's like, dude, I, I'm focused. He, want, um, he wants to be on zoom. Yeah. I mean, I can show it. <laughs> Hold on. How do I, how do I do this? Oh, yeah, good. Work. He is. Just uh, being weird. Hey Duke. He's just sunbathing. And there's Mac. Oh, he's man. a big, he's a, he's a piece of ham, dude. He's huge. Yeah. Good boy though. Wow. Um, 
anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, sorry. That's right. Uh, uh, we got distracted again. I, I apologize. I, that, dude, you're talking to somebody with ADHD. Was, it's not a problem. Yeah. So I, I get it when there's a dog around. Him, so. Um. So what are we talking about? New album. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. About an excuse to go on tour, and you were being close to um, quitting oh, your yeah, job. We yeah, we were getting like we got another tour offer while we were on tour, and it mm. would have started well, three weeks after that tour ended. And I think everyone was kind of like, "Yeah, I want to," but yeah, like, yeah, been gone for a month. Uh, me personally, I'm the only one that's single, so I don't have you know like relationships or girlfriends to like need FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like, I mean, I have my dogs who missed me a lot. Like, I got bombarded when I got home, but like, they don't get it, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, and so me and I think our our bassist Ethan at first were like, "Yeah, let's do it. Like, we should. Let's let's go." And then I was like, Ooh, I should tell work because work has always been telling me, yeah, you can tour whenever you want. Just make sure that like I, we had to hire someone else. So while I'm gone, st stuff still gets done. Yeah. And so I was like, Hey, just want to let you know, like, once I get back, I'm only going to be back for a month and then I'm leaving again for another month. And they said, no. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so I was like, Hmm. Well, should I quit right now? Do I feel comfortable enough doing that and try and force everyone else to go on this tour? Or should we just bide our time, probably work on the record more? And then, you know, because we have like a peppering of shows up until uh, June. And uh, it's just like, maybe we should just focus on that and like yeah. Save, yeah. save money <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah as boring and, as it sounds as boring as it sounds and that's what really killed me and uh our bassist was just like that sounds so boring <laughs> of just going to work saving money sitting at home waiting because we've done that so much like the past two years has just been waiting just sitting and waiting and you know the last tour that we did with Exhumed was like so sick because we were finally back on the road. We're finally playing shows again. We're finally you know like getting the machine back up and running after being disabled for so long. So it's just like no, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And now it's just like okay, I think we can like coast for a little bit and before the really big roller coaster part hits like the big ball of track is spinning all over the place, which is going to be Europe from like June until like mid September. So I was like, maybe we should kind of dial it back just a little bit. So like by the time, Oh, I don't know, July 15th rolls around just some random day. I'm not completely burnt out. And like, yeah. don't care anymore, but I still have to do stuff until <laughs> September. So yeah. It's like, oh man, like that, that's when I'll, I'll start to hate it. And then I'll start to get resentful and everything. And that's not good. So maybe we should just kind of hang out and have a good time and enjoy the stasis. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the thing is as well is it's not the last tour you're going to be offered. No, (laughs) not at all. Yeah. So it's just like, dude, this isn't the end of the world. Like, I mean, I wish we could have done it, but it was super short notice. Uh, It was a tour, uh, Gate Creepers headlining tour that they're about to go on. We got asked to do that. So we were just like, (sighs) and that was that was the hardest part because we've been touring for a month together. And yeah. we're really good friends now. So then they're asking, like, hey, can you play this too? And you're like, I don't want to break your heart, baby. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I hope this doesn't affect our friendship or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's not you. It's me. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's fine. Like, it, I mean, it sucks. We would love to be on the road with you as for forever. But, you know, it's just not in the cards. And I was just like, yeah, it sucks. But hopefully post-Europe, um, I can really just cut ties with an actual job and just yeah do do remedial stuff and just dumb dumb stuff around town because I mean I'm a handyman and I have HVAC certification so I can I can make money fixing houses and stuff so it's not like it's not like yeah. I can't make money you know yeah I have skills good with your hands uh, man yeah great with my hands yeah well and you'll you'll never be out of work that you know that way it's like ideally. Sorry, I keep shifting with the sun. It's 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 moving out of my distance. Uh yeah. And if you're and if you're not in the sun, you're gonna be fucking cold. Oh, it's brutally cold. Like, yeah, just in the shade. It's it's completely different. I feel great right here. But <laughs> over there, I was like half my body was ice cold. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good right here. And um and presumably as well, you know, you 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 when you're over in Europe and you especially the festivals, you are gonna be you're gonna be playing festivals where there's gonna be plenty of bands you want to see as well. You know, oh, it's yeah. like people oh, forget, yeah. people forget that it's like it it it's like you're in a band because you're a huge fan, and then you get to play mm-hmm. with loads of bands that you're fans of. It's like, yeah, it's a dream, isn't it? It is the dream. That's that's the crazy part, because I assumed like I don't know why I assumed this. I just thought like Let's just let's take Hellfest for as a perfect example. We're playing like the second stage, second biggest stage, or whatever. The first day, I assume they let you in, you play, and then you leave. Why <laughs> I thought that, I don't know. Yeah, but you're locked in for that day. You yeah. don't leave. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, who's playing all these other stages at like what times, and like. As I've been told, the backstage is a whole back lot where all the bands hang out. Awesome. So yeah. I was like, well, who am I going to be around? And it's just like looking at the lineup. I was like, oh, my God. Like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be here kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. The total, what's it called? Imposter uh, syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, I have that all the time. Um, speaking of which, on tour, when we played um, – Sacramento, uh, Gary Holt came. <laughs> I know Gary and very well. Yeah, I I do not. <laughs> uh, but I was. They were trying to like you know like the venue was like, dude, if everyone knows that Gary Holt's here, they're gonna freak the fuck out. So like, we had to like rope off a section for him and his wife, and like like security's got to be like pretty high because I mean he's in fucking Exodus the Slayer. Like what the fuck? <laughs> so so I was like, okay, be cool. Like be really cool. And we started playing, and like halfway through the set, uh, that's when we have like a tuning break. So I'm just 
saying thank you to everybody. And uh, I yell to start the second part of the set off. And then I get in my head. I'm like, I wonder where he's at. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like doing all these shout outs and like screams and stuff. And I'm going like this, like to cut through the lights and try and find them. <laughs> yeah. Like a fucking nerd. <laughs> and and then I finally I, I finally see him and he was like banging his head. I'm like, oh my god. Like oh, it's Gary a- fucking Holt. It's Gary fucking yeah. Holt, dude. And then I get real nervous. I'm like, ah no, you're nervous. You gotta shake the shit off. So I ramp it up like tenfold. Yeah. And uh go off stage like wiped. I gotta go do merch, but I'm like, dude, I gotta catch my breath because I just like went way too hard in the paint. Yeah, because the adrenaline took over. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's now it's over. I'm like, <laughs> like God, kill me. Yeah. Um so in walks in the backstage, or like the green room, Gary Hole walks in, and I'm like right there with like a towel over my head. And I'm like, look up and I'm face to face with the, with my fucking my man. <laughs> and he's like, yo, that set was sick. And I just started busting out laughing like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of <laughs> looks at me like, okay, he's pretty weird. <laughs> and I, cause I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, why is any of this happening? And I just started laughing. <laughs> and he, he was like, where's obituary? And I just pointed. <laughs> it's a, there was like a two tiered green room. So I was like, they're up there. Yeah. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, good set. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I probably came off like such a jackass, but I was just like so like fanboy starstruck yeah, that yeah, I couldn't yeah. like I could not laugh because I just thought the entire scenario was so absurd. Well, these this these, would never happen. These are the moments, man. These are the moments where you know where you ruin it. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. These are the moments where you blow it. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, you're talking to the king of blowing it. I have said some yeah. of the most stupid things to some of my you know some oh, of my I, heroes. I, when I, I have as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have blown it a lot. I, I met uh, Rob Flynn from uh, Machine Head. Yeah, really cool guy. We talked for like thirty minutes. Very down to earth. Very easy to talk to. Um, met a ton of people from Pestilence, Devastation. Like a lot of a lot of old old heads came out, and that was really cool to to meet all these, you know, yeah, pioneers and like what I put on like paddle souls. That and was really cool. And also that the other thing about that as well is is when the when they when like you call it when the old heads come out, um, they come out for a reason. They don't go see everyone. Yeah. You know? Well, I think having obituary headlining kind of helps, but uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Having having me play first, also a huge plus. Yeah. So and there and the obituary was also super cool. Like, hey, Enforced is playing, let's go watch Enforced. So that's awesome. That that's was awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 That's very um, cool. Terry Butler was a super cool guy, very down to earth. Uh yeah. Kenny, Kenny Andrews, who plays guitar for them now. He's a monster. Uh I love him so much. And Trevor, I, I shared a jar of pickles with Trevor. That was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> the man loves pickles. Uh, I mean it's, it's fine. Whatever. Let me, you just, just imagine sitting down with your grandchildren. Let me tell you about the time me and time Trevor we, we shared a jar of pickles. We shared a jar of pickles. Whole pickles, no spears. We ate eighteen pickles. Yeah, yeah. Whole pickles, none of your sliced pickles, mate. Whole, whole pickles. pickles. We're talking whole pickles. 
You ever eat 19 pickles with a metal legend? Yeah. But you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stupid shit. I mean, it's it's all just it sounds so ridiculous in my head. It sounds like a mad lib or something. Yeah. But like, yeah. But those things actually happened. <laughs> so it's just like, wow, like it's uh life is fun. I'll put it that way. Life yeah, is strange. Absolutely. And and it, it is it is it's just such a fucking great existence being on the road and all this. And it's like to me, to me, yeah. as as much as I like as much as I like crafting an album and writing it and putting it together and and recording it and see it go out there and it's like that that is really really satisfying but for me the the ultimate thing is is playing live because you know you don't you don't get to stand in someone's bedroom and see what they think to the album but you do get to stand on stage and see what someone thinks to that fucking song right you know it's and, like it's like an overdose but like it all starts it all starts with the craft of the album if you write a Absolutely, yeah. Bunk a bunk stepped on album, then you'll see. Oh, you'll see what they think when you play live. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, there. absolutely. Uh, so it's just like you want. I want to have the best live experience. Obviously, what band doesn't? But it starts with the album. If you have good yeah. material, yeah, then you shouldn't have an issue. Well, uh, the, one begets the other. Yeah, you know? I, like if I want the crowd to be super energetic, I have to write really, really energetic songs. And like, so if I want the whole place to be circle pitting, you got to write the riff that will have, get every single body moving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hard to do. <laughs> Hard to <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. I haven't figured it out. We haven't figured it out, but like close. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and the yeah. thing is ultimately you just you know you do what you do you hone your craft you get and you get better at it you know that is that's a given you know you get mm-hmm. you get better at it like 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 anything that you do more of anything that you practice you get better um yeah and um you know and ultimately people go on that you know they go on that ride with you um, you know, and you pick up people along the way and you lose people along the way. But and that's the that's the other thing as well, is it's like that's you, the sad you, part. You know, yeah. you, know, you but you'll be making but you'll be making friends on these on these tours and on these European tours, and mm-hmm. and in and years to come, it'll be like, oh, you know, we're put we're playing uh, we're playing Berlin, you know, Klaus is coming down. Oh, great, yeah. be good to see him again, you know. That's, yeah, that's, and it's that's, like, that's how every day of that tour of the last tour was because i was like who do i know in sacramento somebody i know i know somebody that lives like nearby like do you want to go he's like yeah i'll go he's like all right cool fill up the guest list <laughs> with people yeah. who might go yeah um yeah. but then after a while you're just like wow like i know somebody everywhere he's like that's <laughs> weird that's so yeah. weird yeah yeah it is it is but you know it's the it's that nomadic existence that is like it, it, it's I just, love, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so appealing. It's so appealing. It's mm-hmm. like whenever I got, whenever I came back off tour, I, I like first question from anyone is like, "Oh, you know, you glad to be home?" I was like, "Nope, wish I was still away." <laughs> you know, yeah. It's that like, was the first thing my mom asked me. Like when I, where I was done selling merch, and I was trying to like talk to her. She was like, "So you glad to be home?" And I almost cried. I was like, <laughs> "No, yeah, this sucks. Like this sucks so much." And she was pissed because she was like, I'm here. What the I, hell? Had, I had the very same thing with my mom. 
exactly oh. the same thing yeah and it's like it's not you it's the experience so, yeah. like yeah guess i'm sad it's over like, it's like what? it's like it, yeah it's like i've just got off the roller coaster and you are stood right next to the ride going are you happy to be off no yeah <laughs> you know? but i'm here <laughs> yeah but have you seen you, this yeah have you seen the roller coaster have you been yeah. on it and i hate yeah. roller coasters but i understand the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, it's just like the, at first like the first week always feels like this is never gonna end and you look at like the tour pass like the all access pass just like how the hell are we gonna get through this but after like week two you're just oh. like looking at the dates starting to dwindle. There's like yeah. the back, they're, you're gone into single yeah. digits. And then at the vibe changes in the room. Like yeah. when everyone's setting up and sound checking, they're just like, I don't, someone will just say it. It's like, I don't want this to end. And you're just like, yeah. shut up, dude. Don't even bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's we're right. all feeling it. We're all yeah. feeling it. Just like, Model it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're all feeling it. We're all men. We all know better than to talk about it, for God's sake. Yeah, don't ever know. Keep your pain private. I don't want to know about it. Yeah, yeah. Do the decent thing and have a cardiac arrest at 38. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have a heart attack, please. Like, (laughs) Jesus, just just leave me out of it. Uh (laughs) I guess it's so fact though. I am in I'm somewhat involved in the heart attack. So like I guess it's my fault if they have one. But, but um, yeah, I get it though. I get it. It is. It's like I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like you know, looking at those those list of dates that beforehand, you summed it up. How the yeah. how the hell are we going to do this? And yeah, then bef- so like before you, know, like, yeah, dude, this is never going to end. And then it yeah. does. You're just like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> yeah. I can't even yeah. remember anything. Yeah, before you know it, it's like, oh fuck, there's like three dates left. Yeah, you know? and then I'm trying to like, I'm looking at the card, looking at like. uh certain dates and stuff i'm like i don't even remember doing that like i can't even tell you what the stage looked like or like the green room it was just all such a blur and so fast it seems that like you're just kind of in and out like lightning and yeah you just don't yeah. remember which sucks because like some dates some people like the people that you meet along the way i didn't even remember them and they're like hey remember me i'm like no <laughs> like, i've never seen you in my life yeah and they're like you stayed at my house i'm like oh <laughs> like god yeah. like i'm so sorry i'm in a weird space right now <laughs> and like it's just a constant struggle and a yeah change. well I, I i tell you man you wait wait to get one of those really long tours and you sit on and you sit on the bus and start reminiscing about gigs from earlier in the tour Oh yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, we were already like, doing that. great like, times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so how how deep are you into writing? By the way, have you got you got many you almost got many done. songs? Really? Almost done. Wow. We wanted That's to cool. do um, Will's goal, which I think is a a noble one, is to really make it the most lean machine possible. So it's gonna. I think we're looking at eight songs, just four on the front, four on the back, done. Wow. Um, so I think we've got six of the eight. Right. Okay. Uh, I have, I have lyrics for six or five, five or six. I don't know. Um, but going back to what you're talking about earlier, like honing the craft and everything, I've gotten a lot better at writing a whole lot better. I mean, it didn't, it took me about two weeks to write six songs, but it wasn't nearly like the drudgery of writing all the Kilgrid stuff. Like, 
to put it in I don't, I don't know what terms I could put it in but like I I go like I go down like really dark <laughs> and I become like a really fucked up person yeah. and then I write all the stuff and then like then it's right written and recorded and then I have to like escape the hole that I've dug <laughs> and that sucks that really sucked it took like two months for Kilgrid. I did not feel very good about it yeah um because all the topics are super dark uh but this one is darker <laughs> and it was kind of easy i was like oh i already dug the hole and i built the ladder so you just jump down there and kind of hang around and be like okay i'm done and then climb back out and it's fine yeah so uh, hopefully it's better uh, i actually write about personal stuff for the first time ever right so that's, that's 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 a big new. thing that's a big thing yeah. yeah that's very new to me um because I don't do it because I don't like to talk about myself because it's like, like who's going to relate like, dude, it's, dude, it's just every, about me everybody will relate because until you until you go personal you don't realize how many other people have, have, gone, through have, the same yeah, thing. have gone through the same thing and also I think when you're when you're tracking it in the studio um, it will resonate a lot more with you know you won't just be you, you won't just be vocalizing it. You'll be feeling it as well. Not that you weren't previous, not that you weren't previously, but in I a know different, you, I know you, but, I know you. but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cause it's coming from in here. You know, it's, it's. Yeah. Well, it all comes from inside in some way. Um, but like, I didn't, I'll put it this way. Like I did a whole lot of research for Kilgrid. Uh, for this one, I did a whole lot of reading, not necessarily like historical research to write the lyrics. I, I, re I read a whole, a lot of Stoic philosophy. So it all stems from kind of that. Uh, and then personal experiences where that Stoicism uh, fails pretty much because yeah. it's, it's too emotional of a situation for you to like, shut down completely and if you were you'd be a, i mean in my opinion you'd be a monster to not feel like any emotion and think completely rationally at yeah. something at like a very emotional time in your life yeah so it's stuff like that which says nothing well, well the, the, i i i sum it up very simply i think i i we don't all but I think you and I, I started out writing about how I think. And then as time goes on, you write about how you feel. You know? Mm -hmm. Because it's how I think gets boring. You've done it already. Uh, well, it's, uh, but also it's, it's external. It's like, it's like, I think about that or that or that. And then you flip it. Oh, I see. What you and mean. when, and when you go and when it's internal, that's more interesting and it's more it, 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 it's more rewarding as well i think so because i mean like going back to the stoicism thing like i do love appreciate and like try and follow stoicism to a to a certain degree i don't i don't agree with all of it but there are there's a lot of similarities between stoicism and taoism which i thought was really interesting so I was going back and forth between Stoicism and Taoism and seeing these similarities. It was like, well, if I write about two different cultures that kind of came to the same like endpoint, 
if I write about that, I can probably appeal to a large majority of people because it's kind of underlined through a lot of cultures. Um, so I tried to keep it like funneled into that aspect. But then after a while, and like, like I said, like things were happening. So I was like, and that's the dark, that's like the really grim shit is like, yeah. you're going through this very uh, cloudy, dark, like time mentally and physically. And the worst thing that hits your head is this would be a great song. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, don't put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, but then you're like, the snowball starts right there. And you're like, oh, no, like, I'm really going to have to write about this person and they're not going to know about it. Like, oh, no. Like, well, I hope they like it. Like, <laughs> I can't not. I, I got, I pulled a lot from this, you know, experience or whatever. And I have to, I have to write about it. Yeah, but that's but while but, some while someone won't think twice about the whole thing. But that's but that's I, the beauty. But that's the beauty of I mean that's the beauty of what you do. You know, this is part of the benefit. Is that? Well, yeah, true. Is, is that you get you you get that right to reply. You get that that way of getting the pain out and that way of getting of getting something out of your head and onto mm-hmm. paper for want of a better expression. But it doesn't take it out of your head and it's still there. But it helps and the minute you do that is the minute you create something that helps somebody else because they read right. it and they go, Oh, right. I, I'm not the only one then. Oh no. I mean, with, to put it, to not give anything away, which I'm giving everything away. Uh, I think a lot of people can resonate it from the last couple of years. So yeah, that's like, I think everyone can relate to it. Mm. even though i have a number one rule of for any band do not write a song about covid yes absolutely yeah don't do it yeah we don't want to hear no one wants to hear it don't want to hear it thank you very much don't want to hear it yeah shut up uh there's and there's movies coming out all the time about like pandemic i'm like i don't want fucking reminding well this isn't I mean, the setup was, but the outcome is something I think a lot of people have had to deal with that don't realize how kind of have to do sometimes. And uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. It's just decisions have to be made I, 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 it's just it's it's dark I'll, I'll let you hear it when we record it i'll send it to you oh cool man cool yeah no, uh, no, no that's cool um so there's a lot there's a lot of like and the songs have different the newer songs have like crazy time signatures and so it's just really hard to try and figure out like well how am i gonna write lyrics over this and it still makes sense without being like hooky yes. jerky with it and and it and it come off weird so i had to change how i do vocals period just in terms of my own writing and cadence like it's just totally new to me so it's like writing it it, it, it's it's like it's almost like writing a new record no wow (laughs) fancy that (laughs) it's just new it's just new to me so uh, yeah. they're doing they're doing great stuff 
as a band, like writing all these uh, really interesting songs, which you don't really, when it comes to thrash metal, you don't be like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, <laughs> is it fast? Is it, is, is it loud? Is it heavy? That's all you got to do. But these are like, ah, this is kind of interesting. Almost yeah. like I don't want to compare because I don't think the comparison is like valid, but like how that band Death did death metal was like really interesting yes and yeah like chuck did a lot of very interesting like decisions and i'm not saying we're like a death level band fuck no but like there are just like writing decisions made that i'm like that's strange i thought it was going to be complete like going from part to part in songs i was like i thought you were going to do something completely different than what you did uh and it keeps it interesting and it keeps it cool and it keeps it fun and yeah like i've already listened to those like the little voice memo like phone demos like hundreds of times because i'm just like that's just so strange and not in a bad way yeah like it's just like wow that's really cool so i was like well if anyone listens to this and if they listen to it 600 times that's awesome like (laughs) if anyone wants to listen to 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 my band like i listen to my band like that'd be really cool but i i, I think i'm the only one <laughs> I, I i know how you feel i know how you feel yeah you know i was like i i, I said to the guys before about about a month before our album came out I was like just spend the next month with the album playing it because in a month's time it's not it's not ours anymore Okay, yeah. we're we're, we're totally. giving it away to everybody else, and people are going to be telling you which the best song is, and and their favorite part, and what the songs are mm-hmm. about. So, so for this little yeah. window oh, here, man. <laughs> just yeah, enjoy right. it. Just enjoy it. Like it's yeah. done. Listen yeah. to it as much as you like. You, it's about to come out. So if you want to change anything, now is the time. Yeah, absolutely. Like you got about a you got about a week to make or tweak. Yeah. before it hits the pressing plant and then we're done. So yeah. listen to it 700 times a day and make yeah. sure that you're okay with everything. Well, it's, yeah. and, and then, you know, and then it gets released and then it's, it's not yours anymore. So, you know. Yeah. Like when, um, when Kilgore came out, we all just had a barbecue over at our basement's house and um, we just kind of ignored everything as much as we could. But like we're all, we were selling albums through the, our band camp page. So like everyone's phone was just igniting with every like purchase and stuff. Yeah. So we just put them away. We just put them away. We're just like, <laughs> just don't because everyone's phone's buzzing like constantly. So everyone's yeah. just trying to enjoy like having a barbecue and like everyone's just looking at their phone like every five seconds because they think it could be anything. But just like now for the next couple hours, it's going to be one thing. So we just put it away. Yeah. Like that's a great idea. I, I, it, was a, it was, it was a good, it was a really good day. That's awesome. Um, but but yeah, the uh, hopefully hopefully the next one is uh, received the same way. I hope I hope more so. Uh, me too, man. And do you know what? Look, that's uh, as much as I could carry on chatting to you for the next ten hours. Um, uh, I, I gotta go. Say, we're about to do it. Again. We're about to do it again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta. I, I've gotta fuck off. Um, I've got a gig tonight. Um, oh, okay. Well, uh, hey, good luck, man. Uh, thank you very much. It's all right. It's like it's like you know I've been I've been doing comedy for like twenty five years now, so I'm like just just. Oh, know. it's a comedy gig. It's not an acting yeah. gig. Oh god, oh, okay. no, 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 no. It's, uh, it's a comedy show. 
Um, okay. So, cool. uh, yeah, I'm going to go out and do that. But, dude, it's awesome to see you. Um, thanks for making the time. And um, Absolutely. And, and, yeah, and, dude, Howard, I love talking to you. Whenever you want to talk and, or and just you, for, for talk of Alex or just in general, just, hey, yeah. just give me a holler. You got my yeah. number now. Well, we'll, we'll have a chat and not record it. You'll get the same shit. You will as well, unfortunately. Anyway, man. Might look, as well record it then. Absolute pleasure. You take care. Yeah, absolutely, man. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, when you get the two of us talking, it's like a couple of oh, fishwives. We can't stop, can we? No, it, it's absolutely. If, if I hadn't been doing a gig, um, there'd probably be another hour on that. Um, uh, we just get along really well and time seems to fly. Whenever we, um, uh, whenever we get a chance to speak, I said, well, whenever we get a chance to speak, it's been, it's been twice in the space of a year. Um, but, um, but Knox is going to be heading over to the UK, as you know, from that interview. Or if you missed it, there is, there is Enforced Dates coming up. Um, they're going to be playing some festivals as well. So keep an eye out for Enforced. Um, keep an eye out for Acid Rain as well. We're going to be playing a few festivals. Um, and um, yeah, wow. That's a very long episode. That's like old school long, especially for a midweek one. Normally, if it's going to be a long one, I usually do like, you know, the one at the end of the month. Because I don't know why. End of the month. I don't know. All those years of, you know, being having a normal job and being programmed into thinking the end of month and the end of the month is somehow a big deal. Um, doesn't quite mean so much as a to a self-employed person but anyway i'm kind of fucking rambling now but hey that's what you expect isn't it this is the ramble after the interview that doesn't break down the interview annoyingly so like loads of other podcasts do well that's the hope anyway i'll just find new ways to annoy you is that's just one of the ways i won't be so as always look thank you very much everybody for everybody listening um everybody supporting all the patrons Please do share links, tell everybody as much as you can about the podcast. I know I say it every podcast, but it's because I mean it. You are what keeps it going and you're what keeps it growing. See what I did there? So with you guys in the team, yeah, let's make it happen. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yay! You know I'm right. Um, Seriously, give me your fucking money. Um, It's... um... Six six dollars a month at Patreon. Sign up if you want. If you don't, I get it. Um, but keep please do downloading, interacting on social media, and um, and whatever you do, staying hardcore, staying fucking talking bollocks hardcore. You bollockers out there, yeah. I know you're made of different stuff. You're made a different gravy. You take it to the next level, yeah. Well, do that with the podcast. Tell everybody annoy people with it like i annoy you with it (laughs) all right nice one anyway everybody take care of each other and i'll speak to you on the next one of these fucking things see ya